last week in broad daylight in the middle of the street in Los Angeles, a brilliant young brother named Keenan Anderson was brutally killed by the LAPD. He really needed medical attention. He had just been in a car accident. He clearly was having some kind of episode. And instead of being treated with compassion and medical care, the man needed an ambulance. He needed to get to the hospital. Instead of any of that, he was brutalized over and over and over again, tasered over and over and over again. And what I see for most of you is the same feeling that I have. It's just too much. It's so exhausting to see a brilliant young brother murdered again in broad daylight. And even Keenan said, they're trying to George Floyd me. He believed they were trying to kill him. And they did. And I want us to unpack one central idea. Why is it that around the issue of policing, we see so little change. Let me unpack and explain it. Love you all. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Yesterday morning, indeed right after I finished recording The Breakdown, I got a message from a friend of mine in Los Angeles sharing with me the body camera footage of the murder of Keenan Anderson right there in broad daylight by the LAPD. And the LAPD did something that most police forces that have tens of millions of dollars to spend on communications. The LAPD has an enormous multimedia budget. They compiled their body camera footage, but gave their own narration, eliminated footage where they felt like eliminating it, showing you only what they wanted to see, and then telling you only what they wanted you to hear. And I have a problem with it. I have a a massive problem with it. That is not an appropriate way for them, a government agency, to share their footage. It's just, it's not, period. What we know is that Keenan Anderson was unarmed. That's very important. What we know is that he was nonviolent. What we know is that he was in a car accident and was having some kind of reaction and th- that needed medical attention. He clearly was not well. And whether it was from the car accident itself or some other factor, he was in desperate need of medical attention. And I saw Keenan Anderson. I watched the entire, you know, you know, body camera footage. I saw Keenan Anderson and I saw my friend, a brother, a husband, a father, a a, a colleague, a college classmate. I saw Keenan Anderson and immediately identified with him and wanted him to get the medical attention he deserved. 
And yet the LAPD, clearly seeing him, tasering him over and over and over and over and over again, shocking 50,000 volts deep into his body, clearly their thought was not, this is our brother. We need to take care of him. Let's methodically do what we need to do to get this dear brother the help that he needs. Now, I could, I could break it down right here. I can think of 20 different ways I could have gotten Keenan Anderson to the hospital. And at the most, Keenan Anderson would have received a citation, but the brother needed medical attention. And I had so many nurses send me direct messages saying, Sean, we see someone like Keenan Anderson in the hospital 10 times a day, and here's exactly what we do. Keenan Anderson could have been given medical attention without being given some kind of sedative, with being given some kind of sedative. He could have been surrounded. Like I won't, I won't even spend the time. Just think creatively. How do you get a nonviolent, unarmed man to the hospital? You can figure it out. But somehow, police struggle to figure this out. Year in and year out. And I see so many of you whose families have experienced some form of police brutality, who are exhausted by police brutality, who can hardly stand at this point to know that the thing that we have fought against for most of this past generation is still roaring like a lion. And there's one primary reason why last year was the deadliest year ever measured for police brutality and why this year, 2023, may now end up being the deadliest year for police brutality. There's one primary reason. I'll share it right after the break. We'll be right back. Glad to be back. Thanks for sticking with us. Policing in America is not a few adjustments away from being just, from being appropriate, from being safe for the community. Police brutality is not a few tinkers, a few adjustments, a few policy adjustments here or there. Policing in America is so extremely violent compared to policing around the world that American policing isn't a few small policy changes away from preventing the murders of someone like Keenan Anderson. American policing has to drastically change. When people said defund the police, one of the things that we meant by that was, it, it, or abolish the police. When we say abolish the police, in some ways we're saying, this thing is so irreparably damaging, like it's beyond repair, that it needs to be completely torn down. And how we imagine public safety can happen has to start from scratch. And the, and the truth is, we continue to see what we saw in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 
now all the way in 2023. We're so exhausted by it because it keeps happening here while it almost never happens anywhere else in the developed world. And it's because our model, our systems and structures of policing are so bad, so violent, so thoughtless, so callous, so inhumane that they continue to do this. And we're not a few adjustments away from getting this thing right. We're not close. We're not even in the ballpark to where policing needs to be. Listen, I'm about to get on the road, but what I know is this. We are going to continue seeing this with new names, new faces, new stories, same shit. Until some brave city says, you know what? We're going to push reset. We're going to start over. We want safety, but we're going to reimagine what safety looks like for us. And right now, really, no major American cities are doing that. And so we're seeing what we always see. We're getting what we always get. And people think it's making us safer, and it damn sure isn't. Listen, I love you all. I'm sorry we continue to deal with so much trauma. I'm thinking about the family of Keenan Anderson. How awful it is to lose your loved one in this way. I'll be back on Monday. Good to speak with you all. Hang in there. Love and appreciate all of you. And if you're not yet subscribed to this podcast, subscribe now. And please, please, please make sure that you become a member of the North Star. Go to thenorthstar.com and join today. That's how we make this podcast work. Love and appreciate you all. Take care. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist? Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum.